This is The View from the Gladys Street, a podcast by the fans for the fans, as we go on the terraces to discuss all the big talking points at Everton Football Club. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Everton Fan Podcast on the Royal Blue, Acast and iTunes channel. This is The View from the Gladys Street Fan Show, the day before deadline day, and the countdown is well and truly on for Everton to get those last-minute signings over the line. With me to discuss all the latest transfer news coming out of Everton, we have the return to the show of John Howard. How are you, John? Uh, yeah, okay. Not bad at all. Good, good. Um, and we have the ever-present and regular guest, Rob Astle. You all right, Rob? Afternoon, mate. Good, sir. Just a reminder to rate, review and subscribe to all of our podcasts on the Royal Blue Acast and iTunes channel. Podcasts that include the Fan Show, the Royal Blue Show and the Alan Myers Everton podcast. Right, lads. Um... It's been a bit of a mental day so far. I mean, it's been a bit of a mental transfer window. Yeah. Um, what's what's going on? Everton throwing bids in for a Wobie and loan bids in for Chris Smalling. What do we make of it? It's just mental. Like I was saying to John just before, like I've checked my phone periodic- periodically throughout the day throughout work and stuff like that. And every time I've gone and checked, something different's happened. Alex Wobie just comes out of nowhere. Like genuinely out of nowhere. I'll get on to me opinions on him. A bit later on, then you've got Sahar handing in his transfer request, yeah. which, which you know, hopefully will bode well for us. Chris Smalling, again, I mean, I think we're potentially scraping the battle there a little bit now on the centre-half situation because of what's happened with Zuma, etc. But, yeah, it's just crazy. But it's nice to be in this situation, isn't it? It's nice to be actively pursuing targets and being linked to targets rather than having a quiet window, what we've been what we've been used to. You know, we've gone out there this week. Was it Monday we signed Moise Keane? Was it? Yeah. Sunday. 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 Yeah. That was all official. You know, three years ago, two or three years ago, it had been us signing Danny Welbeck on the free today. Is he going to Watford, doesn't Watford, he? yeah, yeah, on a free. And, you know, so we're, it, it, it's a change. It's a, it's, a, it's a nice welcome change, but it's just crazy. You can't keep up with it. Well, John, what... what... What what you make of these um, bids for Awobi and um, the loan bid for Smalling? Because obviously Zahar seems to be the the main target and has been for you know a couple of weeks now. Crystal Palace aren't budging on this eighty million pound valuation, which is just obviously crazy for a player. I still think you know he's a good player, but eighty million pound is is insane. So is is this a bit of a smoke screen from Everton? Are we are we just trying to force the issue and thinking you know we've bid for Awobi now? And then it's been rejected, but now Zahar has put a transfer request in. That might force the issue, but is it, is it a little bit desperate now like that, that we're trying to get these signs over the line? I think it's, I mean, I'd, I'd be low to say someone like Marcel Brands is desperate. I think there is a little bit of desperation because there are areas of the squad we do need to improve. But, you know, we've gone and got a gay replacement. You know, Ghana would be a big miss. It looks like we've got, you know, like we've gone and bought a very experienced boy in Delft who I think will be a real surprise of the season. I really do. Yeah, he comes across as a bit uninspired, but you know, you go back early years of, of the Paul Powers and look what they did. They come in when no one really gave them much credit and ended up having a great season. We've gone and got, let's be honest, lads, we've been crying out for a striker for years since Lukaku's gone. Now we've gone and got that. I think... Got a right back as well. I forgot about it. Yes, <laughs> it, 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 I mean, that's subject yeah. to a medical, isn't it? Yeah. You know, um, I think that's that's going to happen now. Yeah. You know, so, so it, let's be honest, we've been saying... I don't know, podcast last season, this is where we need to stand. And centre-back aside, I think we've pretty much done what we set out to do. It's not yet been the perfect window. So 
I don't know. I, th- I still think it's part of Brands' plan. There might be a little bit of uh, hurrying it up a little bit, but no, I wouldn't say it's Max's aspiration. I think, I think Brands is a good politician as well as a good director of football. I think mm-hmm. he knows what he's doing and won't be swayed by that. And you can only you can only see by what he's done transfer wise. People have demanded this. Juventus were going to have all this. Is going to be a buyback clause and stuff mm-hmm. like that. To the best of my knowledge, there's none. You know, and it's it's nice to actually see other clubs literally fuming and that, and not just you no. Know, our usual rivals, other clubs actually fume and get really you know, having a go at us. Mm. It's not because they've suddenly turned against us, because they're generally rattled and worried. Well, have we left it too late, do you think? I mean, like John's alluded to there, I, I completely agree. What I mean by the desperation is I just mean, you know, is in terms of today, it's just gone a bit mental, hasn't it? Yeah. I think the whole plan for the summer has been implemented by Brands and Silver to perfection. I just think we're obviously not, at the minute, getting our first choice targets out over the line, are we? I think, I think it's just the nature of the window, mate, if I'm being perfectly honest with you. In an ideal world, you know, you want your signings in, done in the first week, so they join the squad and they train, they go on the tours and blah, blah, blah. You should never compare yourself to other clubs, but when it comes to the transfer window, I think you've got to, and no one, do, no one's done that, barring a, a couple, where City went out and got Rodri straight away. You know, we went out and pretty much boxed off Andre Gomez. Otherwise, no one really, no one's really spent a lot of money up until the last week to 10 days Harry Maguire's been moving to United all summer and it only happened that only happened yesterday yeah. or the day before mm-hmm. so in terms of it, I know what you mean I think desperation's the wrong word we're just against the clock now and but it's just the nature of this window people the English market has just skyrocketed I mean what did they want for the quarter yesterday was it in the regions of, I don't or did they even just refuse to sell yeah, I, don't want, I think they were talking about 60 million before they even started talking I mean that, that's a club who want to keep hold of the players. And, and you know, you think about it when you were saying, Rob, quite rightly, this transfer window, every Evertonian's logging on to Twitter, Facebook, Sky Sports News to see about players we're linked with. Let's be honest, it wasn't that long ago we were when Moyes was in charge, not having a go with him. We were lo- logging on to all the social media platforms to see which players we were getting rid of. The battle to keep stones, certain players. We, Everton, were re- you, were de- you resigned to losing one star yeah. player every season. So this, this, I don't think it's desperate. I just think it's... It's how it's how the businesses work. This you are right. I think I think the plan's been implemented probably to around like ninety percent at the minute. There's still some deadwood to shift, but the majority of the deadwood that they've got rid of, I think as it stands now, again, correct me if I'm wrong on this, we're break even. So what we spend, I, I mean, so I, far, I, I yeah, hate yeah. being I hate being the net spend kings and all <laughs> that, like like that that lot over the park are. But you know, if you look, if you're talking figures, we've wiped people off the wage bill and brought proper players in who are going to fit the squad and be in the squad. There's what twenty three hours left now. Well, that's of, it. I mean, there's still uh, you know, an there's... evening slash night as well as, and then an, another full day. You know, well, and... it's not a full day tomorrow. It's about five o'clock. It's five yeah. o'clock, isn't it? So, I, I mean, I'm just astounded at some of the figures that are being thrown around. Eighty five million for Harry Maguire, eighty million now for Zaha. They keep they keep moving about the Bournemouth defender. Um, Aki, Aki, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, for seventy five, eighty million. million in Eddie Howe defensive team. It's seventy five million quid. Come on. <laughs> So I will, mean, but that's just, you're just playing the game there, aren't you? Will Paul Merson then blame Harry Maguire for ruining the transfer window? Yeah, it, probably it's, not. He probably won't. No, but if you think about it, I don't blame Chris. Chris Palace look and think, well, if they get 85 million for him, we want 85 million for him. Do you know we'd be doing exactly the same with our players? I mean, remember the price tags we were slapping on stones when Chelsea would come. You, you do that, don't you? It, uh, but the money—it's just fascinating to watch us throw this kind of money around, though, isn't it? Mm. It's like when, in what planet, even. When Machidi took over, couldn't you imagine us putting an eight, a 70, 80 million pound bid in for a player 
It's just absolutely mental. Well, I'm getting used to from what yeah. from what you could understand from the, the bids that we've been putting in, that you know, if we were to get Zahar around the 78, 75 million mark, and we were still kind of after the core, eh? so there's like over 100 million on two players. Mm. That's how I perceived it, anyway. That's definitely how yeah, I perceived that's, it. Um, but it. But it was, I think I read today as well. Uh, it was a David Ornstein, the guy who writes yeah, yeah. Arsenal Twitter. He was like, oh no, they want Iwobi as well as Zaha. Like, Where's yeah, this I, come from? Yeah. All of a sudden, we've got this capital which we can just go out and spend. And uh, I mean, you're just in disbelief, aren't you? I am. I am. It's genuine. Disbel- it's genuine yeah. dis- disbelief that we're throwing this kind of money around because, again, you mentioned it on Alan Myers' podcast that I listened to. Shells out, Evan. There you go. I'll, I'll plug an <laughs> Alan Myers there for you. Yeah. But you mentioned that Evan are keeping the cards really, really close to the chest, mm-hmm. and they've done that now for twelve months because we were under the impression that right this season we're getting rid of this summer that we're getting rid of the deadwood. Probably won't be spending that much. Probably you know look to the foreign markets to try and you know to try and do things there, and and all of a sudden we're banging this kind of money in. I, I, I'm just at a genuine like losses to where it's all come from. But fair play and and, yeah. and long may continue. Personally, Iwobi would be another Theo Walcott. Um, no, I, I don't want then, him. What, yeah. what do you think, John, if it was to be? I think it depends on what you want to take for 25 million for a player like that, 30 million. Well, it's been rejected 30, so yeah. they won 35 to 40 by the looks of it. There's the better ones out there. I'd mm. say yes, there probably is. I think with, with transfers, you've got to look at, do they improve your squad? Do they significantly improve your squad? And how much for your checking Twitter? I'm just checking Twitter. Yeah, see, no, yeah. nothing's going on now. Because yeah. it's been nice to have breaking yeah. news on this podcast. Know. You know what I mean? That's the rule of the, uh, this podcast. When you're not speaking, you have to check Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. All already yeah. for you. So, Alex, what we does he? I think with Zaha, it is... You know, you don't think you think that Moise Kem was was your marquee sign, but Zaha feels like that marquee sign, mm. that that signing of that wow factor. No, we'll come on to this, but Rob's shaking his head because we know we know if you listen to last week last week's podcast, we'll we'll know Rob's thoughts on uh, Zaha. But John, what 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 do you think of Zaha? You know, we've put fifty five million bids, mm. sixty five million bids. You know, Palace and Budgeon, you know, they won eighty million. Obviously, mm. um, is he worth the money that we're we're putting him for him. Is he is he that is he that good? No, I don't think he's that good. And this might be a contradiction in terms, but yeah, I think he could be worth it. Because I think he significantly improved the squad. You know, people say eighty five million. No one's well, there's what, two, three, five players on the planet you could probably pay or would once pay eighty five million pounds for. Harry Maguire, is he worth it at Man United? Probably not, but he improves the team. And I suppose that's where you've got to weigh it up. Will he come in? Will he upset the apple cart? And every every player's a risk. He represents potentially a huge risk, but also potentially represents well a real chance of us cracking a you know a ceiling that we've been so far been able to not been able to crack. Well, I'm of the same opinion as you. I think he'll improve the team, but he's definitely not worth the money that we're being touted around. And I'll rob you of a, a difference of opinion. I I I, I think it, it it is probably questionable whether he, he improves the team to the point where. He will push us onto a Champions League spot, <laughs> but he definitely improves the team from my point of view. So, I, 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 I'll stick to what I said last week. For a player of that caliber, sorry, for, for a player of that value, he's got to come into that team and take you to that ne- next level. It's not a, it's not a risk as to whether he does or not. He has to, and I don't think he does that. 
I don't think he's better than Richarlison. I don't think he contribute. He could contribute more than Gilfie Sigurdsson could. Does he complement the players though? Around well, that's that that that's on that's on that's that was my next point. I was going to make, <laughs> but but you never know. He he could potentially come into the team. Silver gets the best out of him in the best best position. He's got a striker there who he can supply and Keane now rather than having to deal with Tosin and the ass if he ever came in and and you never know, but. I just don't think it warrants the risk. And people say, oh, it's not your money, you just get on with it. Well, you've got to look at it in another sense of that. What if what if it goes wrong? What if he's what if he's not that good? What if he's you know, what if this means that spending money on him means to make ends meet next summer? We've got to sell a big player who's been it's really, really good for us. And that's what that's what concerns me. Wilfred Zahar isn't a bad player. I'm not disputing that. But there's a reason he's played for Palace for the past four or five years. There's a reason he didn't make it at United. When United were good, keep yeah. in mind. And that, that's me only, that's me only, that's the thing I can't get past. And people will just go, oh, no, he's great to have. He wasn't better than Richarlison last year. We only paid 50 million for him. So the return on him has got to be, for me, Van Dyke levels when he signed for Liverpool, you know, at the end of the day, that's big shoes, isn't it? It's big. Yeah. He, he's got to come in and he, he's got to be the main guy for that kind of money. We tried it with Gilfie Sigurdsson and we made a massive mistake with Gilfie Sigurdsson by playing him out of position. He was our record signing. He played him out of position for the for the year. Are we not and too if, far? Sorry to interrupt, but are we not too far along now in the process of, of signing him? He's, oh, he's I mean, put the transfer request in. You know, if we bid 70 million or 75, whatever it is. And they want 80. We might as well just pay it. Look, surely, surely. I'm at the point now where I kind of just want to dumb myself one way or another. It's either yes or a no now from Palace. I think we throw one more offer in and and, and leave it at that. Otherwise, they've moved the goalposts too much for me now. Mm. Yeah, because the, the bid was included players, didn't it? McCarthy mm. and Tosin. Tosin yeah. So surely you'd expect at least Tosin and McCarthy to both value a 20 million between mm. them. But then all of a sudden, was it yes? It was McCarthy. McCarthy. Gone, yeah, eight, no, eight, McCarthy's been agreed. Eight, eight at, fir- at first, it was quoted at 8 million, then that David Ornstein was saying, no, it's more three. So you've got mm. to think to yourself, hang on a minute, there's something in there then. Yeah. That, is that, so I don't know. I'm just, I just can't get my head around the fee for a player like Zaha. When, yeah, put it this way. Dybala at Juventus, right, is being mooted for the same price going to Tottenham. Mm-hmm. is a better player than Zaha. Okay. Yeah. And my point on that is is that I think you're going to get more of an end product from Dybala than you would Zaha. And that's me, that's me issue with it. And I, he has got to take you to that next level for that kind of money. For a club like Everton, let's, 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 not, let's not kid ourselves here. We're still... Seventh, eighth best team. We're at a crossroads, aren't we? We're at a crossroads. We are. We're at a transition. We're not a city. We're not a. We're not a Liverpool. We're not a Tottenham. We're throwing that kind of money on a player. Is he is is going to sustain a Champions League bid or or a push for the Premier League? Well, what do we do then? Because obviously, I know I know you're saying to take us to the next level of going fifth and sixth. Do we walk away then? Because you're saying you've just said you kind of want the deal to be done as well. Put it this put it put it put it this way. What 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 are they saying now? They want eighty million. Well, I think that was that was that was the valuation. The moot again. It's like when I said before about like Harry Maguire. Sorry to keep picking on him because I do rate him as a player, but it's kind of like they've seen what United have paid for him. 
And they're basically trying to say, well, we want the same. Which is fine. Mm. But it comes to a point where when you're doing business with someone like that, you sort of, you're at a loss, aren't you? You're always going to go, well, they're just going to keep moving the goalposts. Personally, I'd walk away from it. Yeah. But then, okay, so then would you go, would you just bid as much as you possibly can for a Wobie? No, because I think he's crap. <laughs> who else would be? Who else be getting? Yeah, would, you, then? would you have? Say, for instance, we had a few more days. Would you have an alternative? I mean, I wanted. I've wanted us to go after him for quite a lot of the summer. I, people quote that David Neres from Ajax, right? I want the other fella that is it Zayech, the guy who plays on the opposite side. I've wanted him. Yeah, he's a decent player, and I reckon you get him at half the price. Yeah. Well, I mean, at least you've given an alternative. Chucky Lazzaro, PSV, been quoted. Uh, we've been. Uh, linked with him a couple of times in the past year or so since since the World Cup. Worked with Marcel Brands at PSV. Had a decent World Cup. Expected to go after him. Didn't. And you get him after. You probably get him for half the price than you would Zaha. But we're at a point now where I just want it done one way or another. Well, just, so <laughs> we're walking <laughs> yeah. away, but I want it done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. John, are we are we walking away or are we um, are we just sticking to our guns and making a statement by spending eighty million on one player? Yeah, I don't. Th- I generally don't think Everton are walking away. I really, really don't. I can see a lot of Rob's problem. I think now is it, it's gone too far. And if the player has stuck a transfer request in, I think it's, I mean, our Palace going to now cut the losses. What is the point of having a player who mm. doesn't? I mean, we, we've seen it. We've had players who put transfer requests in. Is it worth keeping them at your club? Another point. If we've got 80 million there to spend, which by the looks of it sounds like we have, or set yeah. 60, 70 million. For me, that centre-half position is more important to Phil. Mm. Yeah. That centre-half is, that centre-half we could potentially now be got I don't think we're short attacking wise we've got Keane now who can play across the front three you've got Gilvie Sigerson Bernard um, Richarlison Calvert-Lewin Walcott. and you're going to and, and, and Theo Walcott I'd rather have him than a Wobie but uh, <laughs> I would so really don't I think like I, and, 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 then you, and then you've also got Bernard as well yeah so, people forget about him so for me the attack's fine but if Michael Keane or Yeri Mina get injured you've got Amazing Holgate, who's never really cut the mustard, or Lewis Gibson now. So, but there's 60, 70, potentially 80 million there. What we could be going to go, listen, Chelsea, watch his one for Kurtzuma. Mm. He fits the club. He know we, by all accounts, we know he wants to come. So, I think that's more of a priority than getting Zahara. Yeah, I do. And I, I do. So, we said it all last season, know, didn't we? So, we've got 20, we've got 24 hours now to sort of try and sort two. For me, the one, the, the priority for me is the centre half. The, the the attacking position is a luxury now, and if it's a hard sound, if it's not, then I don't think we'd be that. I wouldn't be that bothered to be honest with you. Is it just the case though, John, of Chelsea just not willing to sell because they can't replace? Zuma? Yeah. You, you could Everton could offer eighty, ninety million, I, and they just they can't replace them. No. Well, then you're talking about David Luiz has now become very unsettled. Apparently, he hasn't trained, so there's another sense at half down because he wants to force yeah. a move to. Apparently he's gone on strike because he wants to go to Arsenal. Well, there you go. Arsenal so haven't even put the a bid more in for and him more that <laughs> that story kind of develops. I can't see us getting Zoom, but but I have to t- totally echo what I think. Uh, Zahar is is a like an, a desire. I think a centre back's necessity. I can remember doing a podcast with you, and we said Gomez and Zuma are now of equal importance, mm. and we need a striker. We've gone and got Gomez. We've gone and got the forward centre half is still, I would say, a worry. So what's the thinking then behind putting a uh, throwing a loan bid in for small on them? Because I'd this is that. what I mean about the act of de- not the act, well yeah the act of desperation. Mm. I see, I, I, 
maybe that does smack a bit of desperation at least. See, I, I think when it comes to when it comes to your transfer targets, right? I think, I mean, obviously, I'm not a director of football. I'd love to be, but I'm Are not. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but you're not just gonna go. I want Kurtzuma this summer, and that's it. You're not gonna say that. You have got to have. There's a plan in place there, and I think there's a list of players who, in each position that we think are worthy of going to get, and it's eventually. I, I, I get to a point. Eventually, you are getting to the point of scraping the battle. Mm-hmm. But in fairness, it's been Zuma. Is it that Tomori as well? The other guy, the other yeah. lad at Chelsea who, who we were yeah. linked with, and Chris Morland. Otherwise, the centre half situation has been quite small. Has been quite quiet, really. Chris Morland, I stick my neck out here. I'd take him. The view from the Gladys Street podcast from the Liverpool Echo. The view from the Gladys Street podcast. I don't think he's United's worst defender. No, but there's a lot of scope there, isn't there? Because United have been bad at the back for years. I, I, I don't know about Chris Morland, but I really don't. I, I, I thought there was potential there when Ferguson got him, but I just think he's a bit too mistake-prone. He's definitely got a mistake in him. I think yeah. for a loan, who was someone would obviously you would suspect to be back up. Um, I probably at this at this moment in time because I just don't think Zoom is coming in. I would say yeah, let, let's get him in. But a loan's risk free, innit? But but they rejected yeah. it anyway, so it, it, yeah. it doesn't it doesn't yeah. really matter, does it? I just think. You know, we should have known that this was going to happen with Zuma. You know, there should have been should have been someone brought in. You, we've just you've just said it yourselves that this is the most important position to fill now. We've been, now that we've got a striker, the defence is the most important position to fill, and now we're throwing throwing loan bids in for probably United's one of United's worst defenders. I think what you might even see then, if we don't get the centre half in, you might get the new lad uh, Gabaman going going centre half because he can play centre half, can't he, and bring in. I, and then it all depends on the midfield situation. Is we that maybe off. why the Decorey link has come? Possibly. Maybe well, has he had a plan to play Bam in, in that? You know, you he said he know, can't yeah. play centre back. Yeah, that was going to be my next question. Mm. To be fair, I mean, we're, we're not going to get him. Obviously, Watford have stood firm. I didn't know whether Watford actually came out and said this is what we want for Decorey. I just think they were just. I think they just refused to do business. Right, didn't they? Yeah. I mean, they hate us anyway. Which yeah, is fair they, enough. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, do you think that was the thinking behind going for Decorey? Because he's a quality player. That you, there's no two ways about it, but. You know, did we think, oh, we're not going to get a centre back in? So at least we've got, um, is it Kabaman? Kabaman, let's go. People call him yeah. Baman as well. That's, yeah. Well, I'll just go with JP. JP, yeah. Jean Felice. Yeah. I think JP sounds a bit, yeah. Um, so to Corey, yeah. Is that what the thinking was behind it? I think potentially, yeah. Possibly, yeah. I, you know, I, th- I think he's a big, mobile guy. I think he's very much in the Baman kind of mould. And I think it kind of maybe kills two birds with one stone. We move a defensive midfielder back to centre back where he can play and bring someone in maybe to fill the void and then you've got Delph who can play a multitude of positions I don't know whether he's going to be a regular starter but I think he's experienced certainly in and around difficult runs the Christmas period and cup runs so there's, there's strength there but the centre back position for me is still something that's a worry but going back to the transfers though that Corey won't come out of nowhere as well didn't it oh yeah we are, you know I know we were linked with him a little bit um a little bit last year, no, definitely. but it was oh, all no, quite. Yeah. It was all quiet on him, and then all mm. of a sudden, three days to go, it's like I oh, went in for the core, and I'm like, why? Yeah. But, but there's obviously there's obviously a reason there, but which I, I think I mean, obviously we're losing um, James McCarthy. I think I read today, um, Schneiderlin's off to Galatasaray, providing mm. we get a central midfielder in. The so, has told us he wants to leave as oh, well. Oh, thank God for yeah, that. Yeah. 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 Y
Sandal will be there as well. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, what do we make of the right back situation? And obviously, it looks like that deal is going to get over the line as a, as a loan deal. Is this is this good for for Sheamus? Without doubt, it'll push him. It'll it... realistic. It's realistically good, challenging cover. And it's and it's risk free as well, isn't it? Of course, it's it's risk free. He's only alone with with an option to buy if we want it. Um, Guys won a World Cup, I, which I didn't realise as yeah, well. He, he's like, kind yeah, of got under the radar, hasn't you know, he? And then you're talking money for like the money we're talking for. Ah, this guy what two million loan fee, and then a fourteen million pound option to buy. Yeah, in today's world, that's uh, and he's he's young as well. So yeah. you know, again, it's a it's it's a position. I was with, I was a bit weirded out by. When we sent John Joe Kenny on loan, I was like, we haven't got cover now for Coleman. So obviously they've had a plan all along yeah. to, to, to bring one in. Originally, I thought they put Allgate there, to yeah. tell you the truth, um, as, as that cover, but he, I mean, he could be at our next centre-half. Well, <laughs> obviously that deal now for Sadibi frees up Allgate, so can he do a job there, do you think, John? At, um, well, obviously he can do a job, he, he plays there, but, you know, for the, for the season as, as backup. Yes, he can do a job there. However... As Evertonians, nothing. I think Mason Alkett's got a lot about him. Do we trust him? I mean, Mina, I'd love with all the will in the world to stay fit. I don't see it myself. Are we going to trust Holgate to go in there with Keane and maybe have an eight nights? Do you know what? He might come in surprise us all. I would feel a lot safer if there was another centre-back there, personally. Yeah. Azuma type centre. Yeah, Zuma, you know, yeah. I mean, Kurt Zuma, he's not been mentioned this season at all. There's not been like any Twitter campaigns to free him or anything like that. It's, uh, it's all been quite quiet. It's the mad one, Zuma, though, isn't it? Because, you know, Chelsea have got this ban, which is completely through our plan into complete disarray. And, and maybe we have loitered a little bit too long with Zuma. Maybe yeah. maybe the clear, clear an indication would have been clearer if... Too many eggs in one basket. Yeah, um, you know we've wait, we've kind of waited, waited, haven't we? And yeah. tried to see what's going on, and looks like and, and that mad thing about David Luiz going to Arsenal. So that it's just frees you yeah. up to be the starting centre half now mm. at Chelsea. But I just felt like this was always going to happen. Like there was always going to be a snag, it. wasn't there? With, with but, one, either him or Gomez. There was going to be. I think at one point, I think I was on a pod and we were talking about that the idea that Gomez might not even be. Yeah. Uh, and then the next week, a week later, he signs. So you kind of build your hopes up that. Yeah, we don't know what goes on, obviously negotiation wise. So if the club, i.e., you know, brands and the negotiators have been speaking to Chelsea over the past couple of weeks about Zuma, then fair enough. But if they have, then it's almost Chelsea have just been like leading Everton along and then when it gets down to deadline day it's like well no we didn't really we're not really going to sell him and then we just we're just left then aren't we but if it's say what if we don't get a centre half in it's a huge huge the risk is absolutely massive. It, it's massive just Sil- down to Mina Silva's uh, uh, I know a Mina, Mina who's got to prove himself yeah. who's got to prove himself this is a huge season for him not too uh, like worried about Keane but Yeri Mina has got to like really cut the mustard this year. Otherwise, we're relying on, you know, a Mason Holgate who's, you know, let's face facts, he's he's not that good. And Lewis Gibson, who's had a good preseason, but Silver came out this week and said he's not ready. And and because and because the, the difference is is astronomical. The difference, so you know, it's a it's a that's going to be the the interesting point now. Okay, uh, John. Well, just, just a bit of bit of positive news. We did get Moise Keane over the line on Sunday. What? Yeah. what what's how excited are you about him um, playing off front? Very, 
very, very excited at the last. I, I genuinely feel, and I'm, I'm not one of these DCL bashes. I, I, I like Calvert-Lewin, I like what he does. But face facts, he doesn't put the ball in the net. Now we don't know whether Moise Ken is going to do it. But tell you what, enough people are saying about him. Another side note bonus, we've upset Rodney Marsh, which <laughs> really, really always makes me smile. He hates us, doesn't he? Yeah, I, I tell you what, I don't know whether... I'm going to hold my hands up here, I thought he died. <laughs> do you know what, if he comes yeah. to Goodison, he might yeah. very well, you know, you know, I'm not advocating that. Yeah. But, he's uh, still alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's yeah, still yeah. alive, and he's, he's crawled out wherever he's been, and, and he is on the attack. I don't know whether we've turned him down in his playing days, or I don't know whether an Everton player has maybe broke up his marriage. I'm not sure, but he really, really hates us with a vehement passion. And Just like the rest of the media. Yeah, well, and, <laughs> do you know, long may that continue. We've got a, a lad in uh, who genuinely, people are saying, wow, this isn't just... Evertonian saying we've got a great player this is you know respected members of the media respected members in football turning around saying this kid and for what 30 million which you know you look at some of the prices for some players is seen as a snip we've needed a strike we've needed that centre forward we've now gone and got it you look at I think oh who was it was a Brighton who bought Brighton by a striker for 20 yeah. 20 odd million yeah yeah I, I and when know, you think you know from, from the championship no, and here's us pulling you know a Champions League player yeah. for thirty million, and, and like you said there, you said there, John, plenty of, but you know he's got plenty of plaudits. Yeah, trying not. I want to get excited, and I am, but I'm trying to play it down Is a little Neil, bit. Neil Morpai, eighteen million. That, that might have been it. Yeah. Centre forward. Yeah, from Brentford. Did you say? I, I knew it was the Championship. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I saw that was, the other day and yeah, thought that like, is insane. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I, I, silly, silly money, but. I'm trying not to build myself up on Moise, Moise Keane, but because I thought, I thought Sandra was going to bag for us and I thought, yep. I thought Tosin was too. So, you know, I'm not trying to put too much pressure on Yeah, I'm yeah. not trying to put too much pressure on the lad, but, you know, we look good in that one minute clip that Everton put up on training yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> he certainly looks sharp, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. Brighton have also, just to sidetrack a bit a minute, spent 19 million on a, a centre back and Adam Webster from Bristol City, who are in the Championship. So. What does that tell you? Well, the money is just all over the place at the minute. Sticking to markets that they know and, and clubs know they can get a lot of money for the players, don't they? The, best, the Bristol City chairman just booked as a as oh, holiday for the yeah. summer, hasn't he? Probably a holiday for, for everyone, to be fair. Mm. Uh, what do you make of the outs then, John? I mean, there's no confirmation of some of them yet, but McCarthy to Palace is obviously, um, looks like it's definitely going to happen. Mm. Balassi, Balassi always seems to like, like it, it's going to happen. And then last minute he just changes his mind and goes, yeah. oh, I'm not really going. And then he gets like a loan deal. Yeah. And, um, and then they ask to, to Turkey. Um, Traps and Sport are being muted as a team for them. So what do you make of those three? Of three, obviously, um, of the dead world, really, that you would yeah, say? Definitely. I, I, out of all the three, um, kind of got it for McCarthy. But yeah. Business is business. And McCarthy, I don't really think, from his first season, I don't think he's really hit the heights for us. I think he's had, I mean, he had that horrendous injury which is hard for any player to come back from he's not really come back from you can't really you know we were talking about when we needed that defensive midfield and stuff like citing him as, as a potential someone to come in and do that job it's not really going to happen for him and, and I think it's it's good business. and you know what I hope, generally hope it works out for the player and yeah I think the outs have almost been as important as, as the ins in this transfer and, and you know what? I think Brands and Silva have done a pretty decent job so far and let's hope we can improve on that in the coming few hours. Um, Rob, does McCarthy's Everton career go in a different way if he doesn't break his leg? Do you think? Mm. Or do you think it was always going to go that way anyway? Tough one really because 
onder um, it was Allardyce when he broke his leg, wasn't it? Under Allardyce. Yeah, it was yeah, Brom. Yeah, it was under yeah. Allardyce. Because he'd been out the team a lot then, un- with under Koeman and... Um, under Koeman. And well, him and Koeman. Koeman and Martin O'Neill were always having spats, weren't they? Over the it? island yeah. business, yeah. yeah. And and but, but James McCarthy's problem has always been, ever since that second season, is staying fit. He's always had that niggle and hamstring. And I don't know what it is. It just seems to be seems to be Irish players who, who will be out for a while with an injury. And then all of a sudden they make themselves available for international duty, yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. And, and it's these silly friendlies. And yeah. you know, uh, and I think McCarthy got back into the team and under Allardyce, and he was doing a he was doing an all right job. You know what I mean? He wasn't setting the world on fire like the rest of the team, but he was doing all right. And I think, yeah, I think it was always time to go. I think he was always one of the ones who 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 went who, who was got who were going to go. But I think he's one of the few from that era now who can leave. Good terms is the wrong word, but a head held high on me, something like that. With a bit of praise, like a disagree, gay, you know what I mean? We, we, you know, we wish him all the, we genuinely wish him all the best. Mm. Same with James McCarthy, really, you know. Yeah. So, good luck to him. And yeah, I think there is that feel, isn't it, where there's nothing personally against Nias or Balassi, but you just like, please don't let the door hit you on the way out. And, you know, if you're going to give us, you want to call in and see us, don't. Whereas McCarthy, I think we'll probably get a little bit of, yeah, do you know what? He did all right for us and he he had, he had some memorable moments whereas, I mean, Balassi's just never happened for him, did it? You know, he, he, I think he's another one who got that. I think he got injured against Spurs, was it against United? United, United Goodison, was, yeah. yeah. You know, Hmm. It's never really gonna win. I think McCarthy did show glimmers, but he was a crap well, anyway, Bielassi. Yeah, <laughs> he, was. He, he was. He was another one. You know, and that's that's where this season what has filled me with a little bit of well, a lot of hope is under Cumin. It was like bang, 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 bang. What number ten can I buy? What number? Well, I want every number ten. Mm. This does seem to be a lot more calculated. Does seem to be more of a plan in place. And, and you don't know really. You know, you alluded to when we were talking outside, Rob. Is Silver maybe looking to change the formation? Are we looking at a more? Is it like Silver shedding his previous the previous day? Wouldn't it is looking like Silver's team now? Is he getting the players and that for the system he wants to play? Are we going to shift to more four three three? Is that the thinking with Zahar more as a right forward than maybe a right attacking midfield? You don't know, do you? You know, possibly is that he wants that tighter three in the middle to have a more attacking three either side? Are we going to go in that direction? These. You're saying it about the Deadwood as well. Who's left really? It's Besic, Morales, yeah. Nias as it stands, Balassi. <laughs> so right. I was just Morales. If he doesn't go, he's, he's definitely going to feature in the League Cup. Well, this is well, this is <laughs> this is what this is what I feel, like in an ideal world. Then players now probably not so much Morales because I think he's in his thirties now. Morales, he's obviously on the wind down anyway. Yeah, but you've got Balassi. You've got players there basically. Who probably could go and do a job for a team? No doubt. So, for me, it's detrimental to their own careers. Never mind Everton. Mm. Not to not to leave. Not to leave, and the likes of the likes of Balassi and Besic. You know, I understand after you know the concept of oh yeah, they're just there to earn money. Because to be honest with you, I probably wouldn't be. I'd probably do it too if I'm on that kind of wedge, but. There's got to be something something inside them going, but what about my career? I'm missing two, three, mm. two potential three years of my career here yeah. doing absolutely nothing. Yeah. And I'll be remembered for absolutely nothing. And so I'm hoping that, you know, 
that comes into play soon and um, we, we managed to shift them. Yeah, definitely. Okay, good feeling time then. Um, last question before we actually start talking about football because you know what? The Premier League is back it on Saturday. Does, yeah. Um, so we'll talk about Palace actually playing Palace rather yeah. than transfer transfers in Palace. Uh, but good feeling. Um, John, will Zahar be wearing a Crystal Palace shirt on Saturday or an Everton shirt? I think he's more likely to be wearing an Everton shirt. Okay. I just, I just don't think he'll stay at Palace and I think they will cut the losses. Yeah. I don't think the days, certainly for the club, no disrespect to Crystal Palace, the days are letting a 60, 70, potentially 80 million pound player sit in the reserves. I think they're long gone. I really do. I can see... I can genuinely see him coming. My gut feeling is I, th- I think he'll sign for us. Okay. I don't think he'll play for either. I think... Well, he's going to Arsenal. No, I think he'll... I think whether it gets over the line or not, I think there'll be an agreement. Because he only come back to pre-season, didn't he, last week? So half. Yeah, oh, you're you're yeah. sidestepping this question. Yeah. You're sidestepping it. So, <laughs> and I think if he stays at Palace... I think it'll be one of the moves on the right frame of mind. He'd be left out the team. Yeah. Well, it's, it's not out the question. Is Either it? way, though, tough game, Palace always yeah. is. So, you know, we've got to be at our best whether it's a hard or not. Um, so, did you answer whether he would be an Everton player or a Crystal Palace player, though? I don't be, think you did. He'll be an Everton player. Okay, fair enough. That's your gut feeling. Good feeling, yeah. Um, all right, then. And I'll support him as much as I support the rest of them. Support him as much as you support Theo Walcott. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think bad looks of it if he's handed in a transfer request I think he will be an Everton player by 5 o'clock tomorrow or at least by 6, 7 o'clock tomorrow anyway from what I read I've read he signed a contract last year as a gesture of goodwill that if a suitable offer came in they'd let him leave Mm. now suitable for me come on the 65 million was suitable massively 55 was suitable and there's got to be, now he's handed that transfer request in, that's a conversation he's now asked to have with the board. And then that's where it'll be make or break. But I don't think it's the, it, from what I've also gathered, it's not a problem with the actual fee itself. It's the way we want to pay it. Mm. Mm. I'm so, sure it is. A lot of it is in, installments, bonuses, achievements and stuff like that. So I'm mm. sure Palace would like most of it up front really, wouldn't he? Yeah. But I can understand the yeah. frustration with yeah. that. And, and as well, you know, let's not forget, for years we were in this position. So you, yeah. you kind of got a feel for them a little bit. Uh, you sod know. them. So, <laughs> <laughs> sod you know, so I can understand, I can understand as a palace, if it was a palace fan, I'd be like, no, no, we, as far as I'm, you know, we don't need to sell these, our play, if we, if the price isn't met, you know, or the way, the, if the, you know, the terms aren't met, then he doesn't go. Mm. So, but I, I, I was hoping that during this podcast, while it was being recorded live, that something would happen and we could like celebrate and do yeah. something. But it doesn't look like it's going to be the case, does it? Um, That's the kind of breaking news you want, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. John, prediction then for for Saturday. Obviously, there's a lot of things that are going to go on within the next seventy two hours. So, don't know what's going to happen. But um, obviously, I haven't played Crystal Palace at Sellers Park on Saturday afternoon. Have we got to get a win? Would you would you take a draw or you know is that an evident thing to say? Take a draw. We've got to, we've got to get off to a good start, haven't we? It, well, I mean, I, I think a good performance and a draw would probably constitute a good start. You know, it's like, of course, you want two wins in your first two games, but would you? If someone turned around and said to you, "Now you've got four points going there," would you want to be Palace of Palace and draw at home with Watford, or would you want to do it the other way around? I'd take a draw. I personally, I think we'll shade. I think we'll shade it and win. 
But I think, you know, if we, we see a good performance and we, we see good football and all that, I don't think a draw represents... Uh, you know, Palace, I don't really see them being... People aren't really talking about them for... I think they'll struggle, but they're not really talking about them as going down. I think Palace can cause a lot of... Still cause a lot of issues. As Rob said, it's always a tough game, Crystal Palace. So if we got a draw, I don't think it'd be the end of the world for me. You've got Gary Cahill now as well, who's not a bad centre-half. And you can, do you know, know what? I think, I, think that's, I think that's a very astute piece of business for them. I really do. Mm. Yeah. I think we've got to win. I think yeah, yeah. we've got to set our stall out early. I think we've got to go and just not mess around. It's you know, let's not have this slow start. We've got five, we've got five or six games before we play any of the top six. Let's get maximum points, yeah, as, as many as possible. Yeah, for then and and, and just go out, just get a good start for once and and not be chasing the pack. Let's be let's be in the pack. Yeah, let people chase us. Be refreshing, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, you got a prediction for the score? Two one. Two one. Yep. Did you say one, John? I can't remember. I'm gonna go three two. Three two to everyone, yeah. yeah. I think I, I was I love this. how we all got faith in our defence there. No, no. No, I, <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. I, yeah. I think yeah. I said two 0 the other day. Two 0 so, oh, yeah, to us. Yeah. So um yeah, I'll I'll go with that. Um okay, so that's it for your view from Gladys Street fan podcast this week. Um hopefully next time we uh we gather around the table for the for the fan podcast. We'll be uh, talking about the Everton victory, and we'll be talking about some monster signings that Marcel Brands and Silver have managed to get over the line. Until then, uh, we will be back on Monday evening for the recording. It might go out Tuesday, um, but yeah. Again, John, thanks for coming in. Always a pleasure, much appreciated. Mate. And Rob, thanks for coming in. No problem. Again, um, you've been listening to the View from Gladys Street podcast on the Royal Blue Acast and iTunes channel. You've been listening to The View from the Gladys Street podcast from the Liverpool Echo.